Hi, I'm Connie, and this is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, where I explore, sometimes solo and often with a guest, how a few minutes a day can keep the chaos away. And with chaos, I'm talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter that can accumulate in our life. Welcome, my friend, and thank you for allowing me back into your ears. How are you doing? This is episode number 91 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. And today we're talking about emotional clutter. But before we do, can I ask you to please subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode and then share it with your family or a friend. Because if you find value in what you're hearing here, they will too. And if you love my podcast, you can help me really by going to Apple Podcast and writing a review. This will help that more people find this podcast and can move from chaos to peace in their life and in their business. For those of you who have no idea how to write a review, I have step-by-step instructions in the show notes and on my website. Back to emotional clutter. Today I have Sheila Van Zyl as a guest and she wrote a book called My Waterfall of Awakening, How Loss Can Bring You Home to the Life You Want. It is kind of an autobiography about the relationship she had with her love withholding mother. And then she explores forgiveness, trust, faith, self-love, grief, hope, and so much more. The book is at the same time a guided journey filled with lessons, meditations, glorious stories of the French countryside, and so much more. She says you can keep it on your bedside table and do the exercises every day for a few minutes. (laughs) On her website, it says her story is quite possibly your story. And it's really funny. Might be a coincidence, but I'm not sure whether coincidences exist. But today, when I record this intro, is actually the day that would be my mother's 78th birthday. But she passed 10 years ago, and we too had a very challenging relationship, already from my earliest memories. This episode is as much for myself as it is for you. It is also about how to make peace with people we have, or had challenging relationships with, how to let go of the mental and emotional clutter and start living the life you want. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into this talk with Sheila Van Zyl. Just a little heads up, in the second part, her audio has some static noise with it. I really apologize, I couldn't fix that. But I feel the information and our conversation is very important, so... I still wanted to publish it. Welcome, Sheila. Thanks for making the time to be on my podcast. How are you today? I am great, Connie, and thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Yeah, um, of course. I'm always excited to have interesting guests. So, But before we dive into our topic, tell my listeners a little bit, who is Sheila? If she's not like working or whatever, just as a person and where in the world are you? 
<laughs> so, well, Sheila is a 60-something-year-old woman uh, who lives in, uh, in Michigan. And uh, I have been a businesswoman most all of my life, and I'm in the process of uh, exiting my, my business life uh, in order to embrace a life that sort of incorporates more what my wants are versus all of those shoulds of all of those decades. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I know you wrote a book. Is it out yet or is it coming out just uh, it was originally scheduled to come out in August and um, the paper shortages and the printer shortages that are impacting the uh, many industries and the, you know, the building industry with a lack of wood is apparently also causing delays in publishing. So uh, oh. we think it's going to be early September, but don't have a firm date at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's called my waterfall of awakening. So what is that book about and what motivated you to write it? So the, the second level title of that is how loss can bring you home to the life you want. And, um, and it was a loss in my life that actually sort of spurred this whole process of, of awakening for me. And in my case, it was my mother's death. And that was about four years ago. And, um, and through that process, uh, my mother was a pretty withholding woman, uh, disapproving. Uh, I'm finding as I have this conversation with many women, you know, in that 60 something age group that we have an awful lot in common with our mothers that we don't talk about that, um, that really have held us back in many ways. And uh, so with her death, I really was given a bunch of time back because I was her caregiver and I determined I was going to use it in a way that that was more about me. And that was not going to just kind of fill up with the random things that I was filling my life with at, you know, at the time. And so that process, part of that process involved, you know, consulting with different people and, and, um, and doing some spiritual work and all that kind of thing. And one of the people that I was engaging with said, Sheila, I think there's a book. I'm like, mm -hmm. there's not a book. He's like, no, I, I think there's a book. From what I can see, there's a book. No. Well, funny thing. There was a book. Who would have thought a book in you, inside of you? <laughs> yeah. And so there was a couple of years that it took before that book really started to take form. Uh, for what it really was intended to do and what it was intended to be. And, and when it finally did come forth, um, it ended up being a memoir um, of my journey um, as sort of a stake in the ground for folks. But then it became really clear that the opportunity that I had taken to be reflective and journal and embrace different spiritual awakening opportunities and that, that, that there was an opportunity to offer a guided journal that offered some lessons, offered some reflections, offered some opportunity for other women to participate in the process that I had participated in. So there's 38 lessons in the book that are geared to that. So kind of uh, lessons how to grieve or more lessons how to like um, getting out of the caretaking mode which you had out to take taking care of yourself, let's say yes. like that. Yeah. yeah, yes, all of that. I mean, it's, it's, and, uh -huh. and some of it is learning about self-love. I mean, I had, um, I had been gifted generations of self-loathing through my mother and, yeah. you know, so how to, how to turn that into self-love and turn that into uh, a loving relationship and, and things about trust, about grief, about, um, mm -hmm. about finding your path. 
uh, about assessing your friendships um, mm -hmm. and about forgiving your mother. I mean, so there's there's so many things that are in there that and, and not every lesson applies to every woman. Um, but, you know, the, I'm hopeful that, that there will be a subset that resonates and, and that people will will be able to embrace this opportunity to move into step into a life of, of really doing what we want. Yeah, I, I can relate. Um, and I'm sure a lot of um, women um, our age can relate because um, I had a kind of a stressful relationship with my mother as well. It sounds a little bit similar. My mother was had also like was more detached and critical and everything. And when I was younger, I was very upset with her about it. And, and she is no more here. She died 10 years ago. And the older I get, the more I'm starting to realize that she was trapped. And that probably came from her mother, yes. which I met my grandmother. So I'm kind of can understand it came from her mother. And then my grandmother probably had it from her mother. So and then what I'm also sometimes thinking is like with all the things happening now and talk about patriarchy and everything that I'm thinking it's all these women were victims of society, yes. you know, and this is why we're, um, why we're dealing with all of this. So I f find this is a very uh, interesting and important book that you wrote. Thank so you. The reaction that you get when you talk about your book with other women like do most of them can they relate or do some say oh this is we shouldn't talk about this this like I could imagine some people say oh we shouldn't talk bad about our mothers or something no well and and in many ways you're absolutely right it is it's been sort of a taboo uh, topic and and um I think the thing that surprised me the most is um is how often someone says, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's, and, and it's, 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 a, it's different degrees of it, but, mm -hmm. but this idea that we're not alone and that, that it, we're, it's okay to talk about it and that we can heal and put it behind us and forgive our mothers and 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 release that and mm -hmm. and then that helps our children i mean it it, it goes it you know it, it we pay it forward and backward when we when yeah. we make that progress but i i think really this idea that that just talking about things that have been sort of under the covers has been the, the biggest reaction yeah yeah i just um recently watched a, a movie about trauma and i think it was in there where the person said what we can do now is that it stops with us so that it actually mm -hmm. benefits our children. And then when, and then some more spiritual people say that actually when you do this work, it profits or it benefits seven generations back and gen seven generations forward. Yes. I think the natives talk about this too. I, I'm not hundred yes. percent familiar with this, but it's definitely something that probably also benefits everybody around you, you know it's um because it's 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 a lot of mental and emotional clutter that you can kind of let go and and instead of reacting you're acting in the future i would think so is that what the reader can take away from your book i think i think that's a really great observation and i've, I've also heard that same thing you know about this the the you know the seven to eight generations before and after that you that that are impositively impacted by this, 
Yeah, I think so. I think that a couple of other things, though, that that you begin to move into after you've gotten in, you know, you've really kind of gotten into this topic is you begin to understand that you've shaped a lot of your relationships, your friendships, kind of from that old perspective, that relatively toxic perspective. And one of the things that is in the book that that I, I went through was was really a strong assessment of who I was spending my time with. And and literally I put them in three buckets of nurtures my soul, is neutral to my soul and sucks the life out of me. Right. So mm-hmm. and and then really did an assessment of can that person move into another category or do they I, I use kind of the, the, the dartboard analogy, you know, I'm moving them kind of out of the circles in the dartboard and people are coming in and moving out with all of that. Mm-hmm. And I really deliberately reshaped who I spent my time with. And, and it, it changes your heart. It changes your soul when you're around people that are nurturing. And mm-hmm. I had re- hadn't realized I'd become sort of that person that was always the, the go-to person, the person you want to have a glass of wine with, the person, but I was never really kind of, it wasn't really always a give and take mm-hmm. with that um, as to how, as to how those were, we were really nurturing each other. So that it kind of starts to go, it, it starts to blossom out once you start this work. And you're yeah. absolutely right. Your comment about that it affects the people around you. You yeah. can change the energy. You know, you can change the energy of your relationships and, and of your own personal space and of all those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I saw, I think it was on your website that you talked about weeding friendships. And me as a gardener, I thought weeding, that was kind of nice. I Yeah, I call it social clutter when we feel like obligated to do something against our own, um, well, let's say better judgment or, or against our will almost sometimes. No, but that's also a little bit how we're conditioned. I f- for sure am conditioned that way. And I don't want to blame my mother for this. I think it's the society, but it often came in words from my mother. But then she was also like, you're, you're, you, you go and help and you can't say no. And it's rude to say what you think, or it's rude to not. And, and so, but then I think that's also where the self-loathing stems from, or what is your with your perception but I feel like when we're going against what we want or when we're with such an energy vampire instead of somebody that nurtures our soul we turn in that moment against ourselves and then later we turn against ourselves with self-loathing on top of it no that's kind of a little bit how I I see it I don't know whether you see it the same way yeah I I think that that's what it develops to and in my case um you know, I knew really early on that my mother didn't approve of me. And so, so there were little, there were just little things every day that, you know, you could do 99 things right. And it was that one thing you did wrong. And that's what got focused on. So, so very early on, I felt like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't any of those things. And then I, in order to overcome that, I sort of adopted this, I have to be perfect at everything because that's the only way that you can be approved of, right? Well, that didn't work either. So if, if, if being flawed is, is, is not acceptable and being perfect isn't acceptable, there isn't a piece of me that's acceptable. So I think we carry that in and and it's a perspective that, that we do have to be very deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah so what do you hope people take away from it when they do go through the book the, like what or, or what let no let's say it different would you um 
want to let the people know what they can expect when they go through your book? Like, what is the journey from self-loathing to self-love? It, it seems like a, a, a big journey, you know? It's... Um... Um, yeah, I would say that, um, that I've heard a lot of feedback that there's this general sense of underlying unhappiness or dissatisfaction that that women our age are, are kind of walking around with. And the book really tries to help you identify what's causing that. What is, what is it in your life that is, that, is, um, that is causing you dissatisfaction? What's standing in the way? What are the factors that are causing that dissatisfaction? Um, and what, what's easy to change in that? What's hard to change in that? And then visualize where it is you want to be, mm -hmm. and then kind of outline the, the path for how for how you might get there. That's 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 kind of where the book takes you. It's not mm -hmm. it's not a deliberate. Everyone's going to have their own journey, so yes, so yeah. it requires your own vis visualization of I want to feel like fill in the blank, you know that that kind of thing, and then and then really kind of mapping the tools that you need. And the, um, and the work you need to do, uh, what you need to release, what you need to embrace um, in order to kind of move yourself through the journey. For me, it took three years. Mm -hmm. So so it's not like you flip a switch and overnight. I mean, a lot of this, I think part of the reason that there's as many lessons as there are is it would make sense to sort of keep this on your bed table for 38 weeks and do a lesson a week and really spend mm -hmm. some time with with the process and they're not meant to be done in a particular order they're really meant to look through it's like you talked about weeding there is a there is a lesson on weeding your garden and, and what does your garden look like and yeah. is your garden too neat I mean are yeah. you weeding it too much are you not allowing a lot of things that you know to do there or or have the weeds completely taken over and, and that which you were delivered about is completely gone, right? So yeah. what's, what does your garden look like? And then what do you want it to look like? And how does it, how does it you know, what are the steps, the concrete steps there's um, as part of it? I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. And it sounds very intriguing because I'm all, A, like I just said, I am into gardening. I'm also, um, so I, I studied permaculture design and in permaculture, you actually work with nature and you're allowing the things to be, you're not doing the regimented gardening that you see sometimes with in, in gardens, you know? And so I love what you just said, like you're not weeding too much and then you're not letting it overgrown too much. And so I really love um, the idea of your book and the 38 weeks journey. And because we all look for um, quick fixes, but there are no quick fixes in the end. The quick fix is keeping us stuck and we should rather accept that it takes a little bit. I agree with you, but I also want to say that, that there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope and a lot of joy that's at the end of this. And mm -hmm. and it's, I mean, if I were to say that I could be in the place I'm in today four years ago, and that I would feel as good about who I am, what my life is, what's unfolded in that time, what's come into my life, it's it's in my in my mind it's miraculous. And yet it's a, it's it's available. And I think. I think that's the if there's a message it's that it's available to everyone yeah that's awesome so where can people find you like if they're now intrigued and they want to make sure they don't miss the release of this book where can they go well my website is uh she love anzile spelled like my name dot com 
and uh, that's where you can read a little bio of me, get an outline of the book, and uh, and also sign up for the pre-sale list if you'd like to, uh, when the book becomes available, do that. I have a Facebook page, Sheila Benzile Author, uh, and uh, I am blogging. So the blog is on the website, and then I also uh, share it on on Facebook and LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn, not always, but when it's appropriate uh, for that. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I will also put the links in the show notes so the people can go to the show notes and just click on it. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom, or did I not ask anything that you would like to get off your chest before we end? <laughs> I just, I, I want to go back to the one thing that I think is so important of of all of this is that as women it's important to share our collective experience it's important to let people know that they're not alone and it's important that we can celebrate and celebrate together and and so some of this some of this journey you might end up doing with someone else or with you know part and and that I just I just can't underscore enough that 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 you're not alone. You're not alone. It's a beautiful message. And maybe that brings women more together. And um, there used to be women's circles in the olden days. Maybe we can have that again and support each other in our journey, you know, and then we're yeah. definitely not yeah. feeling alone. Thank you so much, Sheila. This is, um, right. I'm really intrigued about your book. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast and sharing with us about your journey and your book. Oh, you're, you are so welcome. Welcome, Connie, and thank you again. I really appreciate it. Okay, my friends, that was my conversation with Sheila Van Zyl. If you want to find out more about her upcoming book and read her blog, you find all the links in the show notes. And the show notes you find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 91. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 91. Thank you for joining me today and listening all the way to the end. If you struggle with clutter in your home, office, files, or finances, please sign up for a complimentary clutter clarity chat. I would love to tell and show you how I can help. You can find the scheduling link in the show notes. Have a beautiful and amazing week and please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next week. Take good care and be safe.